Chapter 3 of The Blood Walk. And today I'd, I'd like to start off with um, discussing a few terms. Uh, some of these terms, have, i got to tell you, have driven me up a tree. <laughs> and they wig me out when I hear Christians on television just using these certain terms. And one of them is this, and it is the term Antichrist. And I'd said in my very first podcast, you know, I kind of kind of brushed over it real quick, or maybe it was a second, that I have yet to ever meet a Christian who even knew what this was, all right? Uh, it has been perverted, pulled out of context, redefined, reassigned, and placed on somebody who does not yet really exist, you know, or, or he's not in power yet, or whatnot, but they placed it on a human being. And they say, well, this last time, one world ruler, the guy that's going to inflict 666 on everybody's forehead and hand, that this is the Antichrist. And it's like, no, that is not what Antichrist is, church. You need to go back to John. And you need to do yourself a huge favor and go back to Matthew 24 especially. You can go online, you can Google it, but look up the Shem Tov and go to uh, chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24 of the Shem Tov. It's the Hebrew version of Matthew. And what you will find in there when Yahshua is referring to false anointed ones, the false teachers, the uh, the false prophets, and what these men and these women are doing that are in these categories is they are generating a massive spirit of lawlessness. Wherever they go, lawlessness, iniquity, wickedness, they generate these things. And in the Shem Tov, Yahshua says, this is the gospel that's going to go all around the world concerning me. He says, and then the end will come. All right, but he who endures to the end will be saved. But then, interestingly enough, in the Shem Tov, Yahshua does not skip a beat, and he is talking about this 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 doctrine that's that's preached by false prophets, false uh, uh, false teachers, and false anointed one. He says this is Antichrist, and then he goes on to say, like I say, not skipping a beat. He says, and this is the abomination that causes desolation standing in the holy place. Now, traditionally, folks think they got a handle on that. They really think they understand what's going on, but they absolutely, totally forget that there's a double take in Matthew 24. And by that, I mean, uh, 2,000 years ago, this was fulfilled in the natural, and we saw this with the fall of Jerusalem. Much of Matthew 24, to that degree, to, uh, uh, to things that happened in the natural to that degree. A lot of that happened 2,000 years ago. But as I say, there's a double take on this. There's a double layer on this because now we've entered into the new covenant. And in the old covenant, what you saw on the outside is now what you are going to deal with on the inside. 
So what you're seeing here in Matthew 24, and you can see it in the Greek too, or in the, uh, in the English too, in your regular King James, and I've done this and gone back and peeled off the English translation and gone back and, uh, and uh, it has to do with Greek syntax, the way things get warded, and often things get warded according to the agenda, right? The agenda of the translator. Not necessarily what's being said there. But they fall prey to tradition, and they don't like to step too far outside of tradition, you know, or they're going to get pegged, <laughs> you know. But anyway, in your regular old English version of Matthew 24, if, if you had the ability to go into the Greek and look at verb conjugation, what you will find if you're looking in the if you're looking at it in the Greek is that when Yahshua is addressing the false anointed ones. The false preachers, the false prophets, when he is declaring this is Antichrist. He doesn't say, in your English, it doesn't say that. But in the Greek, the verb conjugation, when you're conjugating the, uh, the verbs, it's spoken in what's called the accusatory. So what you have here is Yahshua is pointing to this message being preached by false prophets, false teachers, and false anointed ones, right? As the gospel of lawlessness. It's in the accusatory. He's saying, you know, he <laughs> just, ah. Uh. Anyway, so I'd just like to point something out here. I'd like to give you an example of some of the mechanics that are taking place in the spirit realm as a result of about a billion people going around saying the law was done away with. The law is no more. How that translates in the spirit realm, folks, is chaos and lawlessness. And it it is literally, and I mean literally, seeding the heavens to create an energetic lawlessness to, to, to come down, a chaos to come down on whatever nation these messages are being preached in. And all you got to do is scan the whole world system right now, especially America, and we're in the grips of abject lawlessness right now. All right? So do you sit there and put all the blame on the Christians? I mean, they're not the ones out there doing the lawlessness. However, they're the ones preaching the lawlessness. And, I, man, I don't mean to beat them up. I, I really don't. But, oh, God, for an outpouring of wisdom upon Christianity. Oh, my gosh. But I want to share with you something else about the Torah. And the Torah is also called the Holy Seed. All right? It is the word of the living God from Genesis 1-1 to the last word in Deuteronomy. This is the Torah. And as I say, the Torah is the holy seed. This is the word that was planted in you, the word of truth that was sown into you when you first turned with all your heart to the Son of God. That word that turned you was a word of truth. And in that word of truth is the DNA of the living God. Now, what happens is that word, You've been conceived from above. You have not yet been born from above. You've been conceived from above. That's why you experience his presence, his joy, his glory when you, when you, when you get conceived, all right? But I think any woman out there is going to tell you guys 
that the birth is the hard part. The birth is the hard part. Conception is the fun part. The birthing is the hard part. You are literally what God is doing in your spirit is he is forming the Messiah within your spirit. What is born of the spirit is spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. That word that you received is spirit. And it is creating a child within you. It is creating the new Adam within you. All right, get a hold of that. But this new Adam is fed through the Torah. The word of God is his meat. The word of God is his milk. All right, I mean, you understand that. Surely you do. But if you got... If you gut the gospel, if you gut, if you gut the gospel and cut the Torah out of it, if you remove the law and the commandments from the Torah, you are killing that seed within you. And you know what that generates? Abortion. Abortion. So many, and it's been done in abject ignorance, and folks just did not understand. They didn't know. They didn't get it. But when you If you're a Christian and you have rejected the Torah, you stand in danger before the living God of aborting his son. Do you understand that when you kick the Torah out of your life, you are aborting the holy seed? This is huge, people. It's huge. So it's like, you know, I mean, here we go. Back to intercession, folks. Back to intercession. So we got many, many Christians, and rightfully so, praying like a house on fire to tear down Planned Parenthood, to, to kick the spirit of abortion out of America once and forever and, and for all time to kick it out. But, but the church needs to repent of aborting the Son of God. When the church repents of gutting the gospel, when the church returns to the true gospel, to the words of Yahshua the Messiah, when their hearts are once again circumcised unto the truth, they'll no longer be aborting his son. All right, this is going to be a massive victory, people, a massive victory, but it begins with the church. All right, church, you were given a certain spiritual authority over this nation, and you blew it out of your backside. And it's about time you got back to the truth. It is a high time, church, you got back to the truth because you are dying on the vine right now. You're dying on the vine. And you've been going around and around and around and around in circles for 2,000 years and you've not gotten one, one sand pebble closer to obtaining the kingdom of heaven in 2,000 years. And you need to ask yourself, why? Why? It's because the gospel was gutted. All right. It's because the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist invaded the church and they knew it not. You can even quote from Thessalonians, how did this massive deception begin? Because they did not receive a love of the truth. What's the truth, people? It is the Torah. So what happens when the when when the truth is rejected? You got nothing but chaos, falsehood, and lawlessness in its place. All right, this is the state we're in right now. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it, folks? 
Think about that. And I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Bye-bye.